Happy Holidays from Storytown Radio Show. This season, we collected all kinds of Christmas memories from the town employees of Jonesboro to share with you all. So Merry Christmas from the storytelling capital of the world. Hi, I'm Marianne Anderson and I work at the Visitor Center in downtown Jonesboro. And we were asked to talk about our Christmas memories. All of my memories are tied up with my mother as far as my Christmas memories. My parents were the type of people who always had their front door wide open, especially at Christmas time. We would have a Christmas dinner that would not only include relatives and friends, but if my mother knew of somebody who wasn't having Christmas dinner somewhere, she would invite them to the house. It wasn't unusual to have 20 or more people come over to her house for Christmas. The other thing is, is she really loved Christmas clothing, and I have her vest on, and she, she just always had a way of making Christmas special. I grew up in a small town in South Carolina, one traffic light, about 1,200 people, and at Christmas time, they didn't have a chamber of commerce, but they had a merchants association, and so I was home from college. My dad talked me into playing Santa Claus for the town, but it paid $5 a day, a lot of money back then, Tuesday through Saturday. And all I had to do for eight hours was walk around town and greet people. And I thought, wow, this could be so easy. Worst job I ever had. The kids pulling on your beard, you know, adults calling you by name because it was a small town, everybody knew everybody. So, they didn't have a chamber of commerce, but the merchants had an association. And the president was the local jeweler by the name of Warren Taylor. And so Warren was the keeper of the Santa Claus suit. And I would go to his store every morning at 10 o'clock and go in the back room, put that suit on with a pillow, because I weighed 150 at the time, and walk around town. And if I had to take a break, I'd go to Warren's store, go in the back room, and use the bathroom, etc. And at the time, I smoked. And so I would go back there and smoke in his back room. Uh, unfortunately, one day I caught the beard on fire. So we had to figure out what to do. And so they got some cotton and glued cotton on that beard, and it looked awful. But you know, kids didn't know, they still pulled the beard. So I completed my five days, got my paycheck, and vowed never to do it again. Okay, so one of my favorite memories is when I was a little girl, um, we would look at the tree, my dad would shop, and boy, $5 was a really expensive tree. And then he would know what was a spruce, what was a pine, what was, you know, some of the other blue somethings, you know, or different cut shapes, and then we'd go home and drag it home, and, you know, we'd put the tree in the house. It was plain as could be. And then uh, we'd have a little snack before we went to bed, and I'd go to bed, and then when I came downstairs, I couldn't believe that Santa had finally come and the tree was filled with lights and tinsel. When I was a little girl, it was just like magical. It was just magic, and I just wish that we could have that again, that magic.
My favorite Christmas memory was a snow Christmas and we had a great time. We were sledding. As a matter of fact, we got new sleds for Christmas. That was really fun. My brother and I, we lived on Lincoln Avenue, where well, we still live on Lincoln Avenue, which has a great hill for sledding. And that's what we did after we opened our Christmas presents, like I said, with the sled. I think we got an electric football set, which it's probably an antique to you guys now because you think everything is that, but you know, this was an electric football game and we played that and then we got tired, we went outside and sledded. Very nice Christmas. I think that was my first snowy Christmas. We had a great time, great time. Really enjoyed it. Then later on that day, we had a big family dinner, which we usually do. I think we were at our grandparents' house on Main Street that Christmas and everybody came down. We had a great time, other cousins and different things. It's all about family. The holidays are really all about family and we had a great time. So I would probably say, I've got a lot of memories about Christmas, but they all changed once I started running the Shop of the Cop program. Um, you know, of course, Christmas with you know my family and my children is, is super important and, and super special, but um, to be able to uh, help provide Christmas for, you know, hundreds of kids every year um, with the help of this small town um, is really unbelievable. Um, and seeing these kids and, you know, they're, they're getting an opportunity they've never had. They get to go in the store and they get to buy whatever they want to buy. And the most humbling part of that is how many of those kids buy for their siblings, you know, and their parents. Um, you know, some of them buy food. Um, you know, and, and the neat part about that is watching how all the officers, firefighters, first responders, you know, they have a budget of 150, but a lot of these kids, you know, are getting, you know, $300 worth of stuff because uh, they're, they're opening their wallet and, and giving. So, you know, to me, that's the, the big highlight of Christmas every year. Uh, and this is our, our 14th year, and we look forward to be our, our biggest and best one yet. My name's Teresa Hammonds. I'm the director here at the McKinney Center. and. I have a lot of Christmas memories, probably too many uh, to talk about today, but Christmas when I was little revolved around my grandparents and their homes. My dad was one of 10, so I had lots of uncles and aunts on that side of the family. And we always went to Christmas Eve dinner at his parents' house, at my mama and papa's house, and um, had a big Christmas Eve meal and uh, opened one gift that night and then of course the next morning we had Christmas at our home but then again we packed everything up and went over to my grandparents house and so that was always fun and lots of people like 20-25 people or more um, and then my mom would load us up and we would go to her parents house and have Christmas supper I guess there um, and I had, she's one of six, so I had lots of uh, uncles. She, she's only the only girl out of all those boys. And I had lots of cousins on that side of the family. So it was always fun uh, to, to be around all of the family and my cousins. And now as an adult, um, I'm really blessed to have a son that we get to, you know, dote on at Christmas time and just watching him <clears throat> every Christmas open his gifts and be all excited and, and also get to go to his grandparents' house and spend time with his cousins. That's the best. I'm just thinking about stories about Christmas. Um, 
which relates to my daughter Laura, who uh, when she was about 12 years old, she, she could carry me around piggyback. Um, and I wasn't quite as heavy as I was now, but she was just really, she didn't look it, but she was just really strong, has always been really strong. And we would go out, we used to go to the um, Fall Branch Christmas tree farm and because and, we have a big A-frame house that, that um, can hold a really large tree and we would spend a lot of time decorating it, but I couldn't go. And so my brother John, who is a year and a half younger than me, but you know, not, not too much difference in size, uh, went out there with Laura was home from college and, and uh, they were going to go out and cut a tree down and you had to, you, they'd give you a saw and you went, you know, and you cut the tree down and then you'd have to haul it up the hill and they would wrap it up and, you know, and I, I had an old truck at the time. And, uh, but at any rate, um, they went out there to cut the tree and my brother struggled and cut the tree down and, and he started pulling it. It was about a 12 foot tree, it was really large and he's pulling this Christmas tree up the, the hill and Laura just uh, was not happy at the pace that he was going and he was really struggling. So <laughs> she just said, you know, Uncle John, you know, get out of the way, you know, let, let me take it. And so she, she pulled the, she started up the hill with the Christmas tree and, and my brother said that, um, that he was moving as fast as he could and he couldn't keep up with her <laughs> pulling up the tree. And he was highly hum humiliated by her, but uh, you know, it has always been, it, it comes back up frequently in, in our discussions, you know, about Laura being able to, you know, to just handle herself. One of my favorite Christmas decorations is called Kneeling Santa. It is Santa Claus on his knees at the manger, hat in hand, worshiping. And that's the concept that I have for Santa. So when I was growing up, and to this day, we have a family party every year. The Story Family Party has been going on for over a hundred years here in Washington County. And every year, Santa Claus comes to visit the Story family. When I was a little girl in Washington County, there were very few opportunities to see Santa, but we always knew that Santa would be at the Story party. And the Santa Claus who came to our party is the real Santa Claus. Sometimes you would see a Santa on the street corner and I would ask my daddy and he would say, Santa has a lot of helpers. But the Santa at our party was real. And we knew he was real because he knew us. He knew us by name, he knew things about us, he encouraged us, sometimes he fussed at us. He is the one who made my sister quit sucking her thumb when she was five years old. So our Santa always could tell us apart, my sister and me. My aunts and uncles got us confused, but Santa knew that I was Gail. And so I grew up believing in this Santa Claus, and I've never stopped believing. I watch Santa with my children, with my grandchildren, I love the concept of Santa, 
that trust, the love, the childlike faith that he shows. So one day, just a very few years ago, I was walking down the hall at the cancer center and somebody called out to me, hello, Gail Story. And I turned because I don't get called that very often. And I saw a very familiar face, but I couldn't quite place it. And I looked in his face and I looked in his eyes and I said, how do you know me? And he said, I'm your Santa Claus. And I believe. Yes, yeah, so a fond Christmas memory I have. Uh, one time a friend and I exchanged gifts and he got me um, a blanket from like the big blanket company. It's like a 10 foot blanket. And I had gotten him a projector. And so we set up a living room tent and watched movies during Christmas. Um, uh, as far as funny Christmas stories that I can remember, uh, there was one Christmas where I have two sons and, uh, and the youngest one was maybe maybe two years old and he, um, so he didn't really say what he wanted that much for Christmas but he absolutely loved those little um, tents that you could get uh, that you know just unfold in like an instant and they're indoor and they have like a a big tent a little tent a tunnel or a castle or so so we got him that and everybody got opened their gifts and then after we opened their gifts, uh, we went and opened up stockings. Um, and the stockings usually have um, the same kind of stuff my mom used to do, like, a, like a, they might have trinkets or a deck of cards or, or like candy, but there's little bits of different candy, like lots of little candy things, not, not all candy, but a lot. And, um, and so both of them had candy and then there was candy in ours. And, and, uh, um, so after that, usually it's pretty quiet because the kids are playing with their presents um, or whatever they got that was really big. And it got really quiet and somebody, I forget who, said, hey, where's my stocking at? And we didn't know and I started thinking, also I hadn't seen Ben for a while, who's, you know, two, I hadn't seen him in a few minutes or heard from him because normally I can hear him even when I don't see him. And, and so we started walking around and I looked inside that tent in the next room over and Ben had every single stocking in the house, like everybody's stocking all in the tent and had eaten everyone's candy, like all of it. <laughs> I thought he'd be sick, but no, no, he was not sick. That should have told me then, you know, what to expect. But, but yeah, that year only Ben got candy. So. Um, the first, no, not my favorite Christmas memory that I can remember was, I believe it would have had to have been about Christmas 98, 99, because I was getting my first PlayStation. And I'd kind of known about it for a few months, so it was like really anticipated. And I had uh, been like going to flea markets and stuff and finding like cheap games that I could be interested in and stuff that I would have, so I wouldn't just have like one game when I first got it. And then the day came and I got it and I got NASCAR 99. And uh, I remember my mom trying to set it up and just having real tough problems with that. <laughs> she did eventually, and then I tried to make her play NASCAR 99 with me, and that sort of devolved into nothing. And then I just remember turning around 
and going the wrong way on the track. Test out those crash physics. That's, that's what I can remember. <laughs> Grew up in a small family in a small town in southeastern Pennsylvania. Our family of 10 people all together celebrated Christmas the same way year after year after year. At the time, I thought that was rather boring, but now, as an 82-year-old, I look back fondly at those memories, and I share the memories with my sister and a cousin. The three of us are the only children um, that were born to my grandparents and my parents. Christmas always started with mother getting up early, very early, to put the turkey in the oven. Now my sister and I sat at the top of the steps waiting for permission to come downstairs to open Christmas presents. Of course, Santa Claus had been there, but what had Santa Claus brought? We opened presents, had a small light breakfast, and then bathed and dressed for the big meal of the day. Nana and Pop Pop came, Aunt Dimps, Uncle Ray, Aunt Myrtle, and Uncle Arne were all there as well as my sister and my cousin Ray. We had dinner, always the same thing. Creamed onions for my uncle, an oyster pie for my father, and various other, stuffing was always the same. We didn't call it dressing, we called it stuffing, and gravy and mashed potatoes and most likely peas that I abhorred, and so did my sister. And generally those peas ended up in the bottom of an aluminum tumbler that we quickly carried to the kitchen to be helpful to clean up after dinner. That was my memory. We stayed home, we didn't go anywhere, we didn't go to the movies. That was forbidden, even if there had been movies at that time. I'm talking about the 1940s now and the early 50s. And so it was a very different celebration than we have today. I miss those times and I miss that family that was, but I remember the family fondly. So I've loved horses ever since I was a little girl. Can't really remember a time I didn't love horses. And I started taking lessons when I was 10 years old and fell in love with it. And uh, around the time that I was 12, I started riding a horse at our barn named Sharky's Machine. And, horse, and just absolutely loved it and connected with him. And it was just such special time for me. And so when I was 13 for Christmas, I wake up and there's nothing under the tree. And so, I'm kind of wondering what my parents are up to, and I used to snoop. I used to always love to snoop around and try to find my gifts. So my parents have me close my eyes, and they sit something really cold on my lap, and I open my eyes, and they had bought me a saddle, which I was absolutely blown away, and I couldn't imagine that they would have gotten me something like that, and I was so thrilled with it, and then they handed me this box. I'm gonna read the letter. Dear Mary, one of your gifts was really hard to get here, so I left you just a small representation of it. Your gift this year is Sharky's Machine. And they had this little horse in the box, 
And so at first I thought, are we leasing this horse? Are we going to lease this horse that I love so much? My parents were like, no, we bought him for you. So then I thought, well, maybe we're going to co-own him with the people who own him. And you know, my parents, um, my parents were both teachers, and we had a great life. But thinking that I would ever be able to have a horse was not something that I could have ever imagined. And when the realization that they actually bought me a horse. I mean, I was blown away. And my mom cried all day um, with excitement because I just kept looking at it and they took me to the barn. And it was just so incredibly special. And my love for horses has continued. I still have horses to this day. Um, so it's been a lifelong love and it all started with my first horse for Christmas. Hi, my name is Chad Reese. I'm a uh, lieutenant here at the Jonesboro Police Department. And uh, one of my fondest uh, Christmas memories from my childhood would be the time that I got this baseball bat, uh, which was in 1995, I believe. Um, this was a dream bat of mine. And um, after Christmas morning, we opened presents. Uh, I was kind of sad and ungrateful, I guess, that I, I might not have gotten what I wanted. And, and my father uh, pointed my attention to uh, something under the couch that was wrapped up and uh, had a note on it said from Santa. Uh, so even though I was 15 at the time, uh, I, I still really enjoyed seeing that. And I still have the, the bat today. So very special memory and gift uh, from my uh, mom and dad. Okay, so when I was little, Mom and Dad would have um, records for us to listen to at Christmas. And so they got out the old Wi-Fi or Hi-Fi and we would put on records. And one of the ones that we had was a Child's Christmas in Wales by Dylan Thomas. And I'm gonna read the first part of that poem. One Christmas was much like an, so much like another in those years around the sea town corner now and out of all the sound except the distant speaking of the voices, I sometimes hear a moment before sleep that I can never remember whether it snowed for six days and six nights when I was 12 or whether it snowed for 12 days and 12 nights when I was six. And also, Christmas is fun when you have a little puppy. So this is Arnie, and he's wiggly. He's a Scottish Terrier. All right. So one of my favorite Christmas memories, holiday memories, is in 2019 when me and Jesse first got married. Uh, we went and spent Thanksgiving with my family because we were still in college at the time. And so my grandmother was getting rid of her 10-year-old faux tree because we're all allergic to tree, pine trees in my family. And so me and Jesse uh, were given the offer of having her old pine tree. And Jesse was like, no, I don't want that. <laughs> and so I like grabbed Jesse and like took him to the back room and I was like, Jesse, we are taking this pine tree home. It's free and it looks great. <laughs> um, and Jesse was like, no, no, no. And so we like bickered for 10 minutes about this, taking this pine tree home. And finally I looked at Jesse and was like, this is my one thing. This is the one thing for like the entire year that I'm going to do and you don't get to argue with. <laughs> uh, Jesse conceded. 
Jesse loved that just because that meant Jesse also get in one thing that, that I don't get to argue with. Um, so we took it home and then we had to throw it away in January because my cats absolutely destroyed it. <laughs> so. <laughs> Hi, I'm Mitchell Calvin and my Christmas memory is when I was six or seven, we went up to Ohio to visit family and we had about three feet of snow. And so when we were all outside playing, we found a rubber snake that we put outside our house. And we told our grandma that there was a snake outside and when she walked outside, she freaked out and threw the snake. And whenever we go back and visit now, we always think about that memory of when we were there for Christmas and all the fun we had with her, so yeah. Some of my fondest Christmas memories are of my dad who died about 10 years ago. My dad served our country as a Marine for 20 years. And when I was young, we lived at, on the Naval base in Philadelphia. And for many, many years, he was a Santa Claus for the Toys for Tots program. I can remember being in wonder that my dad looked so much like Santa Claus. I mean, he had the same black shiny boots, he had the famous red suit, he had the big white fluffy beard. But I was even more overwhelmed by all the toys that he would gather every week. One particular week, he had gathered a barrel of uh, used toys. And this one particular time he said, you may choose a toy. So he knocked the barrel down on the floor and a few things spilled out. And there was an arm, a real limp arm hanging out of the barrel and I caught a glimpse of some red yarn. I pulled it out, it was a Raggedy Ann doll. A very, very used Raggedy Ann doll, but I fell in love with her and so that was my choice. And I still have it today. <laughs> but the other memory that really holds dear to me is Christmas 1969. Uh, my mom and my brothers and I were living in Ohio near my mom's family at the time because my dad was serving in Vietnam. And we weren't expecting him to come home until after the new year. But then word came that he was gonna come home a few days before Christmas. So my brothers and I, we were just so excited and on that day, my uncle, my family, and I piled into our pea green Pontiac station wagon and drove over an hour uh, in the snow to the bus station in Cleveland, Ohio. I can remember being in the parking lot, it had been so cold, and I was jumping up and down, partly from the cold, but partly because I was so impatient, because, you know, person after person was coming off that bus, and I'm like, where's my dad? Where's my daddy? And then there he was. And, you know, I ran to him, of course, and he picked me up and hugged me. And in that moment, it felt like he had never been gone. And, you know, he had been gone for a year or so. And to a little girl, that was, that was a very long time. So on the way home, we stopped at a diner for breakfast, which was a big deal. And the hostess seated us um, at this big, long table in the middle of the diner. And I can remember hearing the music over the speakers and you know smelling maple syrup. And I could not wait to have those little silver dollar pancakes on the child menu. But I remember looking at my dad and thinking he was so handsome in his uniform. And then I started noticing the people around us. It was like a Norman Rockwell picture. Um, people were smiling at us and people were waving at him. And some were saluting at him and others came by to greet us on their way out, wishing us all a Merry Christmas. I was never so proud of my dad as in that moment. 
So a few days later, we got to celebrate Christmas together again as a family. I remember sitting around the tree, you know, looking at all those presents with dad, eating cookies mom had made. And one of his favorite things to do was to sing Christmas songs. He had always wanted to be a country music songwriter. So he was always singing to the radio. So we would sing, you know, songs by Nat King Cole and Johnny Mathis and Perry Como. And of course, my favorite, anything by Alvin and the Chipmunks. But that was the memory that's very dear to me because at that point, that Christmas, all was well in my little girl's life. Hi, I'm Richie Hayward. And one of my more memorable Christmases was about 10 years ago. And the family was all in different places. So my wife and I went to Williamsburg, Virginia for the uh, Christmas there. And to me, it was like stepping back in time. Uh, my family immigrated here in 1635 to Boston. So this was as close as I could have got to what it would have been like then. And we had a great time, it was cold. They had uh, fires out in front of the different stores and restaurants. We got to go uh, watch a Christmas caroling at the, uh, well, I think it was the Courthouse General Assembly. It was nice. We had dinner, candlelit dinner with uh, a violin at the uh, King's Arm. Uh, great food and all the decorations were period and cold. Uh, we were just ahead of a blizzard that came in right after we left. Um, but it was a great way to spend Christmas and uh, I could really appreciate how it was back in the uh, 1700s. But it was one of our more memorable ones. Hello, I'm Cameo Waters, and my Christmas memory goes back to elementary school. Um, I grew up as a child who adored animals, um, and so every year I would ask for a different pet for Christmas, and sometimes my Christmas list would look like baby doll clothes and baby doll strollers, but it wasn't for my dolls, it was for my little guinea pig. And I would dress her up and push her around uh, the house in a stroller, but this year I asked for a goat, and um, we had a farm and we had horses. Um, um, but we didn't have a goat, so my parents bought my sister and myself a goat that year, and he was a perfect little black boy goat. His name was Galloway. I was very attached and so excited, so I put on layers and layers of coats and layers of socks, and I went outside, and I stayed with him in the pen all day long. I curled up in the hay, and we took a nap. Um, late into the night until my mom and dad made me come back inside. And as I get older, I think that memory is even sweeter um, because it's a parallel to Jesus and how um, they were in the hay and they were with livestock. And so the older I get, the more I cherish that memory. For a year at the McKinney Center, Growing up as a child in a military family, Christmases were a little bit different than most people um, seem to remember. For instance, most kids these days go and see Santa Claus for the first time at a mall or maybe at a parade. My first memory of Santa Claus is he arrived in a tank on the parade grounds at Corpus Christi base. Um, and I saw Santa Claus for the first time with my mom and my grandparents because my father was overseas fighting in Vietnam. Now the first time that he was over in Vietnam, I wasn't born yet, um, it was just about Christmas time. Um, and my father had befriended in Quy Nhan a Vietnamese priest named Father Paul. And he ran the orphanage. 
Now, during Thanksgiving, my dad and his friend Bobby Noble kind of commandeered some of the base's food, turkeys and steaks and veggies and things like that, and brought them up to the orphanage for Father Paul, who could feed the children. My dad and Bobby didn't eat it all themselves, but he brought it to the orphanage so that he could feed the children who usually only eat rice. Well, that was November of 67. In January of 68 was the Tet Offensive. It's also when I was born. And the, my dad tells the story that, you know, everything was being overrun, but afterwards, he, when everything calmed down, um, he went up the hill to see Father Paul, to see how Father Paul was doing. And Father Paul said, I held him off with this. And my dad said, that rusty old 38? And he said, come, I show you why. And my dad said, I know, I know the children, but I told you I can't adopt one. In fact, Red Cross just found me. I had a baby three weeks ago and Red Cross just found me now to, to let me know that, that I'm, I'm a dad. And he goes, no, come, I show you. And he took my father across the grounds and then pointed down the hill. And down the hill was where my dad's unit was. And Father Paul had held them off at the gates so that it would protect my dad, who had been kind to him and the orphans, so that I would be born in this world and have a dad. So thanks, Father Paul, and thanks, Daddy. My name is Michelle Treese, and this is one of my favorite stories. Uh, it happened before I was born, but uh, or maybe when I was born, I was probably a little kid, but my grandfather uh, was incredible. He was a musician, he was a carpenter, and he built all the Christmas decorations for my grandmother and grandfather's house. And at the time, his youngest son, my uncle Buddy, was about 17, 18 years old, and this was in the late 70s. So, and yes, I was born. And so, um, my grandfather had Santa Claus on the roof. He had a whole nativity scene in the front yard, so there was a mixing of those two kind of interesting cultures. Uh, the baby Jesus, Joseph and Mary, and he would have Christmas music playing through speakers that were in the front yard. So if you drove by, you would hear this great Christmas music, uh, uh, you know, somewhat religious, great songs. Well, one day, my Uncle Buddy, the 17-year-old, 18-year-old, was home, and he had R&B blaring out the system. And my grandfather came home and was wondering, why is this kind of music coming out of the nativity scene? And it was, you know, back in the day, oh my gosh, uh, uh, Wilson Pickett, uh, a lot of these, these R&B guys from the 70s and early 80s. And he was playing this music, and my grandfather got very upset and said, you are not supposed to do that with this Christmas decorate, with the Christmas decorations we have in our front yard. So that's, that's one of my favorite stories uh, from my uh, early, early childhood. Here in Jonesboro, Tennessee's oldest town, we celebrate in a lot of different directions. We have the arts, we have the history, the huge amount of famous people from each century who've been here to make it their own and leave something behind for the next generation that could make them happy and proud to be part of Jonesboro. I'm especially honored to get to celebrate my Santahood year after year here in Jonesboro. 
as well as uh, all the other theatrical opportunities that abound. And as Santa, I'm always confronted in each and every moment by the people that come to see me and who they are and how genuine they are to be happy to see the old saint. Well, one of the neatest is always holding the little babies. I mean, we're talking just little. And the parent gingerly hands them to me and I hold them and I look at them and I realize what I hold in my hands and my arms and love with great thankfulness is the fact is here is another human being who has been sent and born into this area and hopefully they will find the treasure in it that I've been so blessed to find myself. Merry Christmas and as we say in the trade, ho 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 ho!